Every woman has a relationship with Aunt Flo. That's the name the woman in my family gave her. Maybe yours did too. But what happens when that relationship gets complicated? What's your overreaction? Welcome to your safe space to wrestle, reconcile, relish, and rejoice in the complicated relationship we have with our reproductive health. It's storytelling with the side of science. You're now listening to Overreaction by Tanil Daniels. Hey, it's your chief storyteller, Tanil Daniels, welcoming you to the first episode of the Overreaction Podcast. If you have not listened to the trailer episode, I encourage you to go back and take a listen. I am loving all of the feedback I received on the trailer episode and look forward to our story time together each week. I created this space because I believe in the power of sharing our stories and equipping ourselves with the information to make decisions we can feel confident about. My goal is to help fill the void in the limited amount of voices of Black women and Black single women who experience reproductive health challenges and have to make decisions around their overall reproductive health and family planning. So before we get started, a little life update. Over the weekend, your girl turned 40. I'm feeling so hopeful and excited about this next chapter and decade of my life. There was always this feeling I had that the best was yet to come and that the shift would occur in my 40s. So I am excited about what God has in store for me. I am so blessed and grateful to have amazing family and friends who celebrated and loved on me this weekend. I also want to share that your girl is this week's guest on Love Madden, the podcast. For those of you who don't know, I'm the co-host of the podcast, but this week I had a chance to sit in the guest chair sharing on the topic, Hopeful Expectations. You should definitely check it out. All right, so I'm opening up my book and sharing with you the beginning of my reproductive health journey. This is season one, episode one, also known as chapter one, titled Over It. Because the Overreaction podcast is storytelling with a side of science, it is important for me to share this disclaimer. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are my own, and they do not take the place of seeking professional medical expertise to diagnose and treat your reproductive health. So let's go back. It's 2006. Mariah Carey's Don't Forget About Us was the top song on the Billboard charts, and Justin Timberlake's Future Sex Love Sounds and Beyonce's B-Day became the two best-selling albums of that year. My favorite songs off those albums with JT, of course, is Sexy Back. And off of B-Day, there are too many that were so good. I mean, I'm talking Irreplaceable, written by my boo Neo. Little known fact, this is a Neo Stan podcast, just so you know. And I will not accept any Neo slander. Then we had Upgrade You. And I just love that one because... I know I'm a boss and uh, duh, I can upgrade just about anybody I come in contact with. That's me on my Kanye right now. You have Freakum Dress and Get Me Bodied. I mean, B-Day is just a great album all around. 2006 was also the year that Facebook went from a college slash university network to opening up the platform to anyone 13 and older with the email address. Let's just say that was the beginning of the end. 
In March 2006, I was about to turn 25 and had just purchased my first new construction town home. I was loving my new house and my independence. I love interior designing, so I was having so much fun creating a space that I loved and that could serve as a place for me and my family and friends to eat, laugh, and love on each other. My career was in a good place. My love life was eh. You know what's funny? I actually remember one of the guys I was talking to at the time. He wanted to buy me a dog because he thought I needed a companion living alone. And he knew for damn sure I wasn't going to have him up in that joint too often, offering the protection and company he felt I needed. But all in all, you know, things were going good in, in career and life. Later that year, I began to experience stomach pains here and there. Nothing too painful and not too frequent. But then things began to change. I would eat something, and a few minutes to hours later, I would be throwing up. This went on for about a month or two, off and on. I thought it was just something that I was eating. Well, things began to get worse, and in 2007, I ended up in the emergency room in unbearable pain a couple of times. On one of my final visits to the ER, I was told that after having an MRI, it showed several ovarian cysts that were likely causing the bulk of my pain. I was over it. Before this point, I had been to a gynecologist for my annual exams and a few other visits for specific issues, but I didn't have a gynecologist I was in love with. I was told the ovarian cysts would have to be removed, so I needed to find a gynecologist who also performed reproductive surgeries. This brings me to my first feature of the podcast called Stop the Story. This is where I will pause to share some practical information on an important topic to give you, the listener, some tools and strategies needed to better navigate your reproductive health journey. Today's Stop the Story topic is finding the right doctor or specialist. I want to share just a few quick tips on how to find the right doctor to guide you through your reproductive health journey, or at least parts of it. Tip number one, ask for recommendations. This is nothing new under the sun, but start with your friends and family, people you trust, to see if they have anyone that they would recommend. And with the expansion of social media, expanding your search for recommendations can be brought into those in your social media sphere, who you follow, relate to, and trust at some level to give you an honest recommendation. For example, if you're dealing with ovarian cysts or any other challenge, you can search for people who share about that part of their lives on social media and ask them for advice. Tip two, do your research. I'll be honest with you. I'm not wired as a person who likes to do a lot of research. I feel overwhelmed by information overload and all the options and sometimes conflicting information that is out there. But research is very important. When you are dealing with very specific reproductive health challenges, you want to find people who focus and specialize in that area. Generalists are fine for general type stuff. But in my experience, they might not be your best option for maximizing your care and treatment plan. And sometimes delaying care with the specialist can be detrimental to your diagnosis. Tip three, conduct an interview. Finding the right doctor 
uh, and specialists is all about fit, I've learned. You may want to ask more about their training and what they do to stay current on the research and the new treatment options out there. You want to interview them to get a feel for their overall approach uh, and mindset to reproductive health and or family planning. You want to experience their communication styles, um, their follow-up, how they interact with patients, etc. This is potentially an office and a doctor who will need to tend to and shepherd you through a sensitive time in your life. So you want to make sure not only the doctor, but also their staff can meet your needs as well. And the last tip is trust your gut. God gave us those warm and fuzzy feelings and those spidey senses for a reason. Trust them. I don't care if the person you're exploring is a world-renowned expert in a particular area. If something feels off to you after you interview and visit the office, then find someone else. Not only is your physical health at stake here, but also your mental and emotional health as well. A choice like this is a matter of the mind and the heart. And what we each need varies. Now back to the story. I needed to find a gynecologist and begin asking around. I didn't get a ton of recommendations back and ended up seeing a doctor who was a black woman, my soror, and who I had heard uh, conducted a few successful surgeries on some older women that I knew in my network. I went in to see her and got a pretty good vibe. I felt she was knowledgeable and caring and she understood what I was experiencing. So I decided to move forward with a care and treatment plan with her. She conducted an ultrasound and found that I had several large ovarian cysts, the largest of which were nine and six centimeters. We scheduled surgery to have them removed about a month later. This surgery would be my very first time having surgery and going under anesthesia. I was a little scared, but ready to get the things that were causing me so much pain out of me. Surgery was scheduled to last a couple of hours and was considered in and out. I was accompanied to the hospital by my mom and dad who would wait for me and bring me back to their home to recover. I headed into surgery and unbeknownst to me, six hours later, the surgery was complete. A two to three hour surgery turned into a six hour surgery, which freaked my parents out. Dr. G, as she is affectionately known, and I will say rest in peace to her, she died a few years ago, had gone in and removed the cyst, but in doing so, she found many adhesions to areas of my reproductive organs. She removed all the cysts and did what she could to remove the adhesions. I remember waking up from the surgery being the coldest I have ever been in life. They had to give me like four or five heated blankets in an attempt to warm me up. Once I was warm, Dr. G came into the room to tell me about the surgery. She said she had removed all the cysts, but had found endometriosis. This was my initial diagnosis. She also said I had lost a lot of blood during the surgery and would need to spend a night or two in the hospital for monitoring. She also gave me a small lesson in what endometriosis is and what some of the potential effects of the conditions are. The next feature that will be a part of the podcast is Share the Science. This is where I will spend some time sharing the science behind topics raised in the story. 
Today, we're talking endometriosis. What is it? How does it affect your body? Who it impacts? And how it can impact your overall life? According to the Mayo Clinic, endometriosis is an often painful disorder in which tissue similar to the tissue that normally lines the inside of your uterus, endometrium, grows outside of your uterus. Endometriosis most commonly involves your ovaries, fallopian tubes, and the tissues lining your pelvis. Rarely endometrial tissue may spread beyond the pelvic organs. With endometriosis, the endometrial-like tissue acts as endometrial tissue would. It thickens, breaks down, and bleeds with each menstrual cycle. But because this tissue has no way to exit your body, it becomes trapped. When endometriosis involves the ovaries, cysts, called endometriomas, may form. Surrounding tissue can become irritated, eventually developing scar tissue and adhesions, which are uh, abnormal bands of fibrous tissue that can cause pelvic tissues and organs to stick to each other. It kind of looks like glue. Endometriosis can cause pain, sometimes severe, especially during menstrual periods. Fertility problems may also develop. The primary symptom of endometriosis is pelvic pain, often associated with your menstrual period. Although many experience cramping during their menstrual periods, those with endometriosis typically describe menstrual pain that's far worse than usual. Pain may also increase over time. Common signs and symptoms of endometriosis include Painful periods. That's pelvic pain and cramping, which may begin before and extend several days into a menstrual period. You also may have lower back and abdominal pain. There also can be pain with intercourse. Pain during or after sex is common with endometriosis. Pain with bowel movements or urination. You're most likely to experience these symptoms again during your period. You may also experience heavy menstrual bleeds and uh, or bleeding between periods. That's called intermenstrual bleeding. There's also infertility. Sometimes endometriosis is first diagnosed in those seeking treatment for infertility. Other signs and symptoms include fatigue, diarrhea, constipation, bloating, or nausea. Again, especially during your period. The severity of your pain isn't necessarily a reliable indicator of the extent of the condition. You could have mild endometriosis with severe pain, or you could have advanced endometriosis with little to no pain. That's what I have, advanced endometriosis. Endometriosis is sometimes mistaken for other conditions that can cause pelvic pain, such as pelvic inflammatory disease, otherwise known as PID, or ovarian cyst. It may be confused with irritable bowel syndrome, a condition that causes bouts of diarrhea, constipation, and abdominal cramping. In IBS, as it's otherwise known, can accompany endometriosis, which can complicate the diagnosis. You should definitely see your doctor if you have any signs and symptoms that may indicate you have endometriosis. Endometriosis can be a challenging condition to manage. An early diagnosis 
um, with a multidisciplinary medical team and an understanding of your diagnosis may result in better management of your symptoms. Several risk factors place you at greater risk for developing endometriosis, such as never giving birth, starting your period at an early age, going through menopause at an older age. Um, so it's just not for people who are, you know, in their reproductive years. Short menstrual cycles, for instance, those less than 27 days. Heavy menstrual periods that last longer than seven days having higher levels of estrogen in your body or a greater lifetime exposure to estrogen um, that your body produces. Low body mass index is a risk factor. One or more relatives, your mother, uh, aunt, or sister that has endometriosis. And any medical condition that prevents the normal passage of menstrual flow out of the body. Um, And then also if you have any reproductive tract abnormalities that can also put you at higher risk for endometriosis as well. Endometriosis usually develops several years after the onset of menstruation. Signs and symptoms of endometriosis may temporarily improve with pregnancy and may go away completely with menopause unless you're taking estrogen. Back to story time. In the midst of my first hospitalization that was unexpected and coming out of surgery with a diagnosis of a condition that I had never even heard of was super scary. As a single black woman in my mid to late 20s, the scariest thing I heard in the midst of my diagnosis was infertility. I was out of the hospital later the next day headed to my parents' house to recover and left to wrestle and reconcile with my new diagnosis and its potential impact on my life from that day forward. Story time might be over, but the soundtrack for today's episode lives on. At the end of each episode, I will share a song that ministered or spoke to this part of my journey or how I was feeling at the time. Today's featured song is More Than I Can Bear by Kurt Franklin off of the God's Property album. Here's a little bit of the lyrics for you. But through it all, I remember that he loves me and he cares and he'll never put more on me than I can bear. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I needed that in that moment. I felt like, you know, I I went into the hospital with expecting one thing and came out with something that would be with me for the rest of my life and shape the rest of my reproductive health journey. I want to tell you that you can find the playlist on Apple Music and Spotify. And I want to hear from you. Let me know if there are songs that have gotten you through challenging times that I can add to the list. The goal is to have a soundtrack that women and this community can lean on for hope, faith, strength, courage, joy, and confidence. All right. Until next week, remember, stand in your story and show up in the world. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Overreaction by Tanil Daniels. Love what you heard? Go ahead and subscribe, share, rate, and review. Also, I want to hear your overreaction. So head over to TanilDaniels.com and click the podcast tab to share yours. 
Remember, stand in your story, show up in the world.